Afternoon Drive with Goodman and Mason, presented by Silter Har Mazda. A no-pressure buying experience in Broomfield at Silter Har Mazda. Find them at sthmazda.com. Live from the Sasquatch Casino and Wildcard Casino Sports Desk, here's Eric and Andrew. Welcome back. Afternoon Drive. Goodman Mason. Watch us. MileHighSports.com. You can reach us on the Rocky Mountain Forest Products Twitter feed at Mace Denver at Eric Goodman. If you are looking for wholesale lumber to the public for your next project, not retail, but wholesale lumber, go to RMFP.com. Time now for the buzz. The Buzz is presented by Eric Cook at Farmers Insurance. The Cook Insurance Group, focused on people, not policies. Call today at 303-790-8089. That's 303-790-8089. All right, Avalanche playing great hockey right now, taking on the New York Rangers tonight. With that, I want to bring in our friend Kyle Keefe of Altitude Sports and Entertainment. Of course, you can catch him doing the pre- and post-game shows. How are you, Kiefer? Good, guys. How are you? Uh, real good. So I like to read power rankings as much as anybody doing sports talk radio. You know, gives us an excuse to talk about something because who doesn't enjoy a good power ranking in December when the season still has about three, four months to go? With that, when you look at the overall standings in the NHL, when it comes to total points, and I understand the Avalanche have games in hand, but they're about 10th or 11th in terms of total points. And I read a power ranking, and it said the Avalanche are the best team in hockey right now. Despite being that far down the list, I understand they have games in hand. You watch far more hockey than I do. Are they the best team in hockey right now? No. Um, I would say no. And the only reason I would say that is because the consistency um, is the only question mark. They'll go four or five games. Um, where they're lights out and they're the scariest team in hockey. Um, the, the Toronto game was a little alarming. Uh, you know, you get, you get waxed by anybody eight to three, then there, there's issues, defensive issues. Um, I would say that, uh, offensively, they're probably the most talented and most dangerous. Um, defensively, I think they're figuring things out. I think that the game against Florida was the best hockey game of the year. I think that that was two of the top clubs in the NHL, but I would say that Florida right now is probably the top team in the league. And uh, from the standpoint of experience, Tampa Bay has got to be there as well. Uh, Minnesota has been surprisingly, uh, I mean, resilient, I guess I would say. There's games where they're, they're down a couple of goals and they find ways to win. I don't, I wouldn't put them in my top five, but, uh, you know, there's teams that have sort of groomed themselves for this. The Avs are definitely in that conversation. Are they the hottest team in the NHL right now? Yes. But are they the best team? I think they're still working towards that. Because if they can play like they did against Florida on a nightly basis, they're they're scary good and could win the Stanley Cup. It's funny because, like, I don't go to points. I go to the point percentage column when I'm looking at the NHL standings and the Avs right now, they are, um, they're, they're eighth. But kind of the interesting thing in looking at uh, point percentage here is that basically six of the top seven are all from the Eastern Conference. Is that really kind of where the strength is? And does that sort of help the Avs a little bit that it looks like the East is stronger and deeper than the West this year? Well, 
you know, you, you, I'll just take the word you used, Andrew, which is deeper. And I think that's what makes the app so dangerous is the depth. Um, you know, again, Tampa Bay, depth, Florida, depth. These teams that are, that are hot right now, the Oilers, you know, they, they dropped six or seven in a row. The Calgary Flames have fallen back to reality a little bit. Um, you know, it, I think that there's a handful of teams in the East that are just so much better than the Buffaloes and the Montreals and the Ottawas that it's pretty lopsided over there. It's the, the cream of the crop, you know, are at the top, and that's what you're seeing. Now, when you see uh, interconference play between, say, the Abs and the, and the Florida Panthers, that's when you learn where you really are because you're only going to see them twice a year. They manhandled the, the New York Rangers – uh, whatever, a week ago, and the Rangers had won eight games in a row and looked, you know, indestructible. And the Avs just slapped them around. I mean, they, they made them look silly and exposed them defensively, the goaltending. They couldn't get anything going offensively. So it's almost like, whoa, you know, if you're if you're just playing the same teams in your division, in your conference, you, you, you have to use the measuring stick when you play, you know, uh, teams from the West. So I wouldn't look at it as so much from a – Point percentage as I w- would, where is the depth? Where is the abs getting their scoring? And right now it's from the blue line up. I mean, Cal McCarr, you know, he's been outstanding. Devon Taves, who won't be in the lineup for a while because of COVID. Um, Eric Johnson, Sammy G. Uh, you know, everybody defensively has been so good that it's allowed those forwards to really thrive. Guys like uh, Kadri and, and Burkowski and Miko. So I think rather than point percentage, look at depth. We are talking with Kyle Keefe. You can catch him on Altitude Sports and Entertainment. Uh, I'm looking at the list of the top goal-scoring teams in the league. Avalanche have played 25 games. They are on top of the list. They have played three less games than Minnesota, who's number two. Two less games than Florida. Okay, They're number three. They've played three less games than the Capitals, three less games than the uh, Blues, so on and so forth. If I would have told you at the beginning of the season that over a third of the way through the season, the Avs, with games in hand, would be leading the team, leading the league in goal scoring, and Nathan McKinnon would have three goals, yeah. you would have said what? Give me a sip, whatever you're drinking. Water right now. But after the show, <laughs> different story. That's what that's what I would have said to you, though, because you know I would. Ex- I mean, everybody expected Nathan McKinnon to you know, run away with the heart trophy. Um, you know, he went through some COVID stuff and injuries and whatever, and for whatever reason, um, you know, he just hasn't been able to find the back of the net on a consistent basis. That being said, everybody else has. So talk about a great problem. You know, it's like, that's like saying that, you know, Aaron Rodgers is the fourth most important player on the Packers. You know, if Aaron Jones and Devontae Adams and whoever are killing it, A.J. Dillon, and Aaron Rodgers is your fourth best player. That's a great problem. Wait, you know football? You know football oh, yeah. too? Wow. Oh yeah, buddy. That's yeah, impressive. I mean, have me. I'll be on tomorrow if you want to talk. And no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, it's just it's uh, yeah. I would I wouldn't have believed you. Um, but again, this is a great a great problem. Nazem Kadri, uh, you know, he went through some. You know, he went through a little stretch there last year. I believe it was 42 games where he had just two goals, and he's found his touch. Um, he's on a on a line with Burakovsky and Nuchushkin, who both are thriving. Um, and so, you know, when you're like I said earlier, if you're getting it, Logan O'Connor has been just unbelievable. Uh, his the addition that he's brought, just the toughness and 
Um, you know, just the, the forechecking and the aggressive nature uh, on penalty kills, you know, he's really sort of changed uh, that attitude from we're an all-finesse team, we're quick, we're fast, to now we're really hard to play against. Um, they're very physical, and they showed that in the Florida series. Um, so I think McKinnon is benefiting from all the depth and the, and the, and the scoring. So, yes, I would have thought, Goody, that you were, you were crazy. Well, you wouldn't be the first one to say that, having nothing to do with hockey. Uh, right. Your good friend and a guy who tolerates me, John Michael Lyles, uh, said to me uh, probably about six to eight months ago when he talked about teams that win the Stanley Cup. He said, your top two lines get you to the playoffs and your third and fourth lines win you games in the playoffs. I understand that we are essentially repurposing some of the things that we have talked about, and we know the defense is scoring, but are the third and fourth lines there where you feel confident that those third and fourth lines could help contribute to winning playoff games. Yeah, I mean, because it's not just goal scoring. You're, you know, most playoff games, you're, they're not going to be these 7-6, six, 6-5 six, games. You're talking about 2-1, right. 3-2, one nothing situations. What wins you series and eventually Stanley Cups, I believe number one is goaltending. There's yep. a reason that Tampa's won back-to-back is because Vasilevsky has been a freak. So goaltending, and then, yes, those those sort of role players. You know, they brought in Pat Maroon. They brought in Cernak. You know, they brought in guys that are tough, physical, playoff sort of uh, groomed players. I believe that the Abs have found some of that. Uh, Val Nichushkin has been uh, he's been playing to his size. You know, he's a big, big body, and now all of a sudden he's, he's learned how to use it. Uh, Abe Kubel has been a really nice addition for the Avalanche. Uh, not afraid to drop the gloves as we saw the other night. Uh, Tyson Jones wins faceoff, kills penalties. JT Comfer, first game back in the lineup, scores a big goal. So you have these sort of Mike Keen, and I don't want to get crazy. Whoa, Mike Keen. That's well, a big name. I, I know, but maybe not in the locker room so much, yeah. but that sort of that that Danny Hynote, you know, sparky kind of player that can give you a a big shorthanded goal or can give you a big hit or a big block shot. So I think guys are learning their roles, but also understanding that if they can get goals from the, the second, third, and fourth lines, they're going to be really hard to deal with. So, yeah, I think the Avs are getting there. If there's a piece that they need at the trade deadline, I'm sure they're going to be uh, big-time buyers if it's, a, if it's the right situation. But, you know, right now – you. Everything is just sort of working because of effort. Pavel Francouz is coming back uh, to the to the roster after a long time. I thought it was interesting though that uh, bringing him up, uh, the the Avs waived Jonas Johansson. Just given the fact that Francouz, while he's been very good when he's been available, and of course Darcy Kemper is back, uh, has had trouble with injuries. Is there kind of a roll of the dice here in that move? Well, it's everything's salary cap based right so yeah. you get somebody back there you're going to absorb some salary so by putting him on waivers you know you're rolling the dice saying well we, we have to do this they did it with jacob mcdonald too he, he cleared waivers and then he you know he came back and played unfortunately he got pretty he got hit pretty hard but he you know he's he's walking around and he's got movement and all that sort of stuff but that's just the that's the nature of the beast when you you know you're maxed out and you got guys coming back and you know alex newhook had to go down to the eagles for a while that was all uh salary cap 
based. You know, it's just it's fudging numbers and being able to put together a team as guys are in and out of the lineup and COVID and all that sort of stuff. So they had to run that risk, and, yeah, he got picked up. But, uh, you know, Frankie, I think his first game back down for the Eagles, or maybe it was the second game, he had a shutout. Looks great. He showed up to the game the other night in a white checkered suit, so he's got some <laughs> some spunk and some some fire in him. Looks sharp. Always keeps himself in shape. And another guy that's great for the locker room. The boys love him, so it's going to be another sort of added personality that I think uh, you know will mesh real well as the boys continue to roll. How good do you? Feel? Let's just talk about the obvious. How good do you feel about the goaltending right now? I know guys can get hot, but there have been a lot of injuries. Where are you at on the goaltending right now? Eh. I mean, it's been okay. Yeah. I mean, it's been okay. Yeah. I mean, it's it's it, it, it hasn't been terrific. It's certainly, you know, you get into April and May, it's going to have to be, you know, really, really good. You but concern, think, are you concerned, honestly, a little bit? No, I, I, I also put some blame on, you know, the forwards and the defensemen. I mean, you can't just leave your goaltender out high and dry. You just can't do that. And there have been some games where they have done that. They've exposed Kemper or... Uh, JoJo or whoever's been in that chip one night, or sorry, excuse me. That's all right. We have a dump button. Danny, get on it. Yeah. Listen, this isn't this isn't the radio station that is your namesake of the person that signs your paycheck, okay? Right. Maybe that's right, right. acceptable over there, that type of potty type of mouth, but here we are a professionally run organization. You can say What's shoot. You can say shoot. What's your dump button? Is it seven seconds, eight seconds? How much time do we have to fire that one off? Danny? We had 15, so you're all good, Kyle. Well, okay, we, us- we usually have seven, but we knew you were coming on the show, uh, probably uh-huh. down in a few brandies before you joined us. No, I actually, I'm sitting in my driveway because I had to pick up four kids for uh, for carpool. So okay. I made sure I dropped everybody off before I got on the radio, so it's just me. Um, but yeah, the goaltending, <laughs> you know, it's been okay. It's been okay. So um, that certainly can get better. And, you know, not to say that Darcy Kemper d- didn't play out of his mind, Against Florida. Florida, I mean, yeah. he's. I mean, it was insane. So, does he? Is it there? Does he have it? Yeah, for sure. But if everybody's working in the same direction, it's cert- certainly more helpful for your goaltender if everybody's on the same page. By the way, one thing before uh, we let you go, because you mentioned uh, Dan Hino when you said there are some guys on the team like Dan Hino. When you mentioned Danny's name, I thought you meant there was a guy who could probably drink five or six pitchers of beer the night before a game and then go out and perform at a high level. They have those guys? Is that what you're suggesting? Well, um, no, I don't think they have those guys. I don't think anybody. <laughs> I mean, he's legendary. I'll tell he you is. You know, Danny and uh, Johnny Lyles and Brad Larson and that, you know, Rene Corbett and all those guys, they, they used to run run around down in Cherry Creek and they had their house down there. And there's right. probably four or five of them that live there. And when you walked in, this would be late night, but at least for me, when I walked in, they their, their closet right there, they was just filled with costumes. And you always had to put on a costume before you could go anywhere in the house or hang out in the kitchen or watch TV or whatever. You always had to wear a costume. That's that's how crazy it was over right. there. You're you're sitting around just you know having a beer in a big bird uh, right. outfit or right. uh, you know a, a monkey outfit. It's just crazy. 
Right. Well, when I was at his engagement party, I'm thinking, boy, Dan, you've come a long way. And the first time that I met him, I was at a place that used to be called Spill down in Lodo. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And a buddy of mine, uh, a couple of sportscasters, Dave Benz, Tim Ring, I don't know if you remember who they are. Yeah, I remember Tim. Yep. They introduced me to Dan. They tapped Dan on the shoulder, and I had just gotten to town. Dan turns around, he's holding a pitcher of beer, and he was treating it like a cup. And I'm thinking, this is my type of guy. This is my yeah, type of guy. Yeah, and now he's, on the, he's an assistant coach for the National Predators. I know. I know. Yeah. Anyway. Crazy. And Brad hey. Larson is the head coach of the Columbus Blue Jackets. Wow. Well, it just goes to show you drinking is not an underrated activity. It can absolutely spur career growth. Yes, and I'm a prime example of that. As am I. Kiefer, thanks for your time. Have a good time riding with the kids. All right, guys. Appreciate it. See you, pal. Coming up after the break, Trey McBride. Wow. He played for a team that didn't get a lot of notice this year, but boy, did he get some notice nationally recently. And he is becoming a list of Colorado State players who are and have been taken high in the draft. As much, if not more so, than Colorado. Really? That's next. Put on a little deal and to not offense. I've seen that line. 